Welcome to the fourth episode of Going On 50. My name is Kim York, and today I'll be doing another episode about the Big M. Last week I talked about menopause and how it affects my life, or rather how the expectation of it affects my life right now. I am 48 and in perimenopause, so for me a lot of this is about preparing for what's coming more than dealing with what's here. Right now, not to be too TMI, my periods have become irregular, which for me is highly unusual. I've spent a pretty fortunate, fertile lifetime having my periods in a very methodical and consistent cycle. Fortunate in that I could always know when it was coming. But that's changed, and now the expectation is that I really don't have a freaking clue. My cycles have extended a lot, so there's that joy of never knowing what's going to hit, or rather, when it's going to drop. When I put out the request to all my friends about ideas for this podcast, more than a few of them suggested some topic related to menopause. Last week, I talked about Lori's request and how she wanted to know what my expectation was and how I was preparing for the inevitable. Others have mentioned menopause in reference to things like their job, their career, their health, their gray hair. And I think for a lot of us, it's because these issues have not culturally been talked about in a way that acknowledges women's individual experiences. I know that when I was young, my mother was rather cutting-edge feminist for the 70s, and that she got me a book about my period when I was very young, probably about 10. Um, I was early onset. By 11, I was having periods and already in training bras. But the point I'm making is that I learned a lot about what was down there. I learned how my period functioned and why it happened. I learned about being fertile and making babies and even some very basic sex ed, mostly designed to just let me know the very medical facts of how it's all supposed to go together. But it didn't mention menopause. And I'll be honest, very few books I've read about growing older in a woman's body do mention menopause. It's a fact that women aren't studied as often as men in medical studies designed to look at issues like heart disease and even obesity and even simple things like growing older. So we don't know too much about how women grow old. And I think that's one of the reasons that this topic keeps being brought up by people who are in the same boat I am, looking at menopause and trying to figure out what it really means to us on a day-to-day basis. Sure, I think we all know that menopause is the cessation of menses. We don't get a period anymore. I think almost all of us really look forward to that, at least as far as not having to deal with the messy, bloody side of things. 
many of us regret the loss of fertility. I have several friends who are currently either trying to save their eggs or trying a last-ditch effort to become pregnant in their late 40s. And I respect that. I don't understand it, but I respect it. Because it is a ticking clock. The biological clock that we're always warned about. Just young ladies. Oh, clock is ticking. Well, mine didn't really tick. I never wanted to have children, and I still don't want to have children. And so the end of fertility for me personally is not much of a loss. I mean that psychologically. It means a lot to me physically. When we hit menopause, it's more than just the period stop. There's a lot of changes that go into it. Hormone levels, resettling of the cervix. I don't even know. I haven't honestly looked into it too much, which is ironic. But one of the things I thought was important going into this particular episode was to talk from a space of being ignorant about that. What do our bodies do when we grow old as women? Why don't we know how this works? What is our expectation? Socially, we can say that uh, we will be seen as old women, treated as old women, we'll be gray, we might start stooping over, might get that that old lady belly, we horror. But do we know how it's going to affect our sex life? Do we know what kind, if any, effect it's going to have on us psychologically? I don't, and I think most of the people who listen to this podcast probably don't either. This all relates back to a news item that came out a couple of weeks ago, maybe last month. I'm not really sure, but it involved a teacher printing out a 3D model of a woman's clitoris. And it made the rounds on social media, particularly on Facebook, because it shocked so many people at how big it is, how much of an organ it is down there. Even I, a 48-year-old woman in perimenopause, did not know the full structure of the clitoris. I can pretty much point out every aspect of men's genitalia, seen a lot of it up close, but more importantly, been made familiar with it through, I don't know, popular culture, medical textbooks as I was when I was younger. But women's bodies, they're still that surrounded in mystery, shrouded from the innocent eye. So we don't have any more knowledge of menopause than we do of what the clitoris really looks like. Which is to say, medically speaking, we know a lot. But culturally, these facts, these topics are once removed from our day-to-day life. Naomi Wolf, who I've stated I'm kind of ambivalent about, although I admire the work that she's put out and her consistency with writing to the feminist story, has a new book out called Vagina, a new biography. I haven't read it, so this isn't anything to do with recommending the book, but I think it's, I suppose, representative of the cultural zeitgeist. Zeitgeist? Obviously, I have no idea what I'm talking about. The cultural mood of the times that this book was written and has been released. Women want to know 
and deserve to know what our bodies are doing to us. There's a real mind-body connection that exists, and we've barely started to understand how deep that really goes, even in issues such as obesity and autoimmune diseases, much less as common and illicit as our sexuality and the changing nature of our sex organs over time. So I guess with this episode, what I wanted to stress is it's not unusual to not know these things. I think very few women have a secret cache of female knowledge. I've become more interested in the maiden mother crone, this ancient triptych of femininity takes us through the ages of women in a very clear and in a very clear way that I don't see has been done with the cycle of men's lives. Interestingly, I, you see men presented as young and heroic and then old and wise, but you don't see that men are tied to the cycles of life. You don't, you don't have the warrior, father, elder cycle with men. And perhaps we need that. As I think about these types of metaphors that we've developed, these stories that we've told about changing lives and changing bodies, I think it is important that we talk about these things. Of course, medical science is important. And of course, basing our knowledge on what we know about the human body is all very vitally important. But in our day-to-day lives, what does this all mean to us? When I think about the cycles of life, the maiden mother crone cycle, and I realize where I am and where I'm going, it gives me a certain type of peace, a certain type of belonging to human race, really, that women before me have gone through these cycles, that I see young women coming up and learning all the things that I never found out. What's the old saying? They will learn more than you will ever know. But as a woman, I still feel there's that missing element of connecting and sharing our stories. I do see where attempts are made to reach out to each other, and I'm not denigrating them. But I just think that culturally in the West, certainly here in the U.S., a lot of these traditions have waned, some for really good reasons, but I often think we've thrown out the baby with the bathwater. My mother died before she fully went through perimenopause and became a postmenopausal woman. So I don't have her to lean on for what's going to happen to my in my body and what happened to my grandmother or my great grandmother. My aunts are all very distant or unfortunately deceased. This disconnect is one of the reasons that I started this podcast, because I know that in our modern society, there are a lot of older women like me who are looking at these issues without the guidance of our own crones who came before us to tell us what to expect and what to do about it all. Maybe something like this podcast is just a futile grasp in the dark for connection. 
maybe all that will happen is that people will keep asking me to talk about things that I don't know anything about. But whatever the case, I'm certainly not alone. And that's comforting. Thanks for joining me this week on another edition of Going on 50. This is Kimber York. <laughs>